1: Welcome to Dice Camera Action, a D&D show where my face is way too low on the screen. I'm going to move backwards. Up, up, there we go. There we go. Welcome. So I'm DMing today, whether this is good for everyone or not. <laughs> but anyway, this is my Chris cosplay, but I'm going to take it off in a second because it's I, I get too hot wearing hats. I feel like I'm being attacked. Um, but anyway, so welcome. Aren't we excited? So I am here with the Chicken Coven, as uh, you've seen in previous episodes, which is very exciting um we have deer in a hall the shatter kai warlock critter the kobold rogue and perlock our loxodon cleric and uh so this episode is called strix's staff and we're gonna find out why shortly but first i want to let the Chickenfoot coven do a little bit of explaining as to what their everyday adventures are like so we've been as the, the waffle crew has been a mess recently and half the house is blown up. Things are extremely bad. Um, so I would just like the chicken foot coven in between getting, uh, knocked out by the black viper and all of the terrible things that have happened. What have you been up to and what have you been contributing to the coven uh, recipe wise? Um, you know, like just, just pretty much what have you been up to while the rest of us are destroying things and making huge mistakes? And we'll start with, we'll start with Perlock since you're in that corner. We're going to go yeah, this way.
2: <laughs> yeah. Perlock's still like, he's basically like bell in the opening of beauty and the beast, like every morning going to the marketplace, like greeting everybody and like super happy despite all this like crazy stuff that's been happening. Cause he thinks that that's normal. Um, the whole point of like his, his journey coming here was to learn, uh, like things beyond his own world. Um, but yeah, his his first contribution to uh, like the, the the actual business itself was his bread pudding recipe that he was known for. Um, but with after he finally wore down Warrenton Munt and became good friends with him, only to not long after lose him. Uh, yeah, that was a,
1: down, yeah. before this started. I said that there's a weekly Chickenfoot Coven meeting. Um, like usually to update on who's died, what horrible things has ha- have happened, who's possessed, uh, what party members are having an existential crisis, et cetera. Um, and so that was a rough weekly meeting. And they have a board in the kitchen that says, you know, it says uh, incidents since horrific trauma, and it's just zero every day. So, yeah. The so Perlock just keeps erasing it and just probably crying a little bit. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so his most recent offering is like a tribute. Uh, it's a munt cake, which is...
1: Oh, no, that's know, so sweet.
2: It's, it's sort of like a, like an English spotted dick, like a, a pudding kind of cake, uh, but it makes him think of uh, Warrington Munt. It's got smoked apricot, bourbon-soaked currant, and <sighs> uh, black pepper citrus glaze just to make that oh, like a, a powdery.
1: That sounds um, lovely. Yeah. Well, that's just incredibly incredibly pleasant strikes will just shed a tear every time we have that cake um so what about you critter what have you been up to
3: Uh, i don't think critter is uh nearly as happy-go-lucky and going to the market as perlock is uh i think he goes at night and tries to tries to find things worth uh baking into pies most of which is like uh like rats or rabbits or pigeons and things like this, and a lot of times, like, I think his his meat selection probably gets uh, vetoed. Uh, and
1: uh, well, we, we do have a a large array of customers who might prefer uh you know stranger meats. So
3: that's true. That's true. He but probably one guy was eating people. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, he probably also spends time catching the crickets for the special cricket pie.
3: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, he's a big fan of that. And I think he uh, he hangs out in the kitchen a lot and, like, moves, uh, help, helps everybody else cook by, like, mage handing food around the kitchen as he sort of sits on top of a cupboard, uh, stuff like that. But he'll go out and uh, he, yeah, I think he probably has a really good shrimp pie because he goes out and gets a whole bunch of, of shrimp uh, from the, the dock ward area and stuff. Oh, that sounds good. Through the, to the uh, sewers and stuff
1: shrimp pie sounds good um interesting yeah so maybe there's like a special pie that critter makes that's just like the critter pie or something and it's just filled with like maybe shrimp and crickets and rat meat and <laughs> just like whatever yeah,
3: it's probably just it's like terrible but like <laughs> maybe, maybe like an occasional goblin customer or something weird like that will buy it <laughs> i don't know
1: perfect yeah that's perfect uh all right what about you dearna So
4: um, I think Deer Hall gets up, like, really early and will feed, like, leftover pastries to, like, the local seabirds, like seagulls and augers and stuff, and then skateboard over to work because I can have a
1: skateboard if I want to. You could be the inventor of the skateboard. It could just be a... I
4: was thinking she used her platinum to get a bunch of, like materials to experiment with and maybe like make a board that levitates a few inches off the ground <laughs> yes <laughs> for transportation Great. the hoverboard perfect yes she has invented that yeah you know, she just likes experimenting with all sorts of magic stuff and she has like eight different ritual books so um yeah she usually probably gets there first before anyone else and opens up and will, you know, socialize a bit with Jenks and Nat because they're the only two kids that she likes.
1: Yeah. And Um, I can imagine that, that Paulton like sees her come in on the hoverboard and just kind of like looks at it and just like goes back upstairs with wine. (laughs) (laughs) Great.
4: Yeah. And being from the Shadowfell, Dierna Hall probably doesn't have a lot of experience working with fruits. So any sort of fruit-based pastries just confuse her. So most of what she has is, well, her flat pie, her savory flat pie with a lot of cheese and tomato, and it's, it's pizza.
1: I mean, that sounds really, yeah, it's just pizza. Yeah. All right, that's, that's great. That's Yeah,
4: perfect. and also uh, tea-infused rosemary bread.
1: Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And I figured that she would have very like customers that would come in specifically for that because it sounds so good.
4: Yeah. And she probably also once she gets to know the customers, she uses Awakened Mind to imitate their voices in their own heads, trying to get them to tip her more.
1: <laughs> All right. Strix doesn't know about that.
4: <laughs> she doesn't tell anyone about it. She no. is probably the richest person in the uh, even in the waffle crew.
1: I'm sure. Yeah. We and when we I mean we have money, we just have to give it all away. Anyway, um that's perfect. So, this is a normal summer day in Waterdeep. Um it's actually pretty warm outside. It's about noon. Um you notice that the waffle crew has vacated the house. You don't know where Diaz they went. He went on one of his secrety runaways. Um Evelyn is out with the kids. They needed some time out of the out of the house and she decided to um to get out cause it was such a wonderful day. Uh, the other thing is uh, in the last episode, Evelyn and Strix went to go try and catch the imps who had the, the Stone of Galore um, and the the they couldn't find them. They got away and they noticed that the Castleanters house was far too um, heavily guarded. So they went back. So it's actually been kind of a dour time at the Waffle House because we did lose the stone. So everyone's kind of like disappointed in themselves a bit. And this has made Strix sad because when everyone else is sad, Strix gets sad. So Strix has been kind of rushing around the house, doing odds and ends that you haven't seen her do before. She's been collecting big things of salt and big things of like, of ash and flour and just kind of running around. And you're not used to seeing her, I guess, collecting things so adamantly, but on this particular day, on this warm, sunny water deep day, because it is summer, I believe still in our timeline, um, Everyone has left the house beside Waffles, of course, sleeping in her den, besides Strix. And uh, you notice once everyone is gone, you hear her yell in the common room, It's meeting time! We have an early meeting this time! Everyone needs to come into the... I mean, there's no walls in here, so just whatever. It's a little drafty.
3: Oh, man, I hate early meetings. Still finishes up in, like, cleaning up
2: his workspace so it's not being left a mess, and then we'll... Slowly meander on over and prepare for whatever terrible news is coming our way.
1: <laughs> yeah, usually it's a death. And this doesn't sound like the death scream. This sounds more like maybe there's an f- activity scream. You've gotten to learn that at this point. Um
4: since Jierning made the hoverboard, she just uses it everywhere, even inside. So she just floats on in on it. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Strix just watches her float in. Like I don't know where you I don't know where you got that, but I mean that's it. fine.
4: I can make you one.
1: It's, I don't, I I already have a broom. It works the same. All right, everyone, this is important. We have something very important to do today. Can I trust you to do something very, very important? No. certainly. Most definitely. And you see she's closing now using, um, press or to close all the blinds in the house. And now, so it's totally dark. And she looks at you and she says, Much better. (laughs) She looks at you and she says, we need some skulls.
4: Oh, I have two bags of skulls.
1: No, no, specific skulls. Oh, okay. So we if you remember, we lost the Stone of Galore. We kind of need that for various reasons. And I think that the main thing we need to do is be more magic-y, more powerful. And one of the things I've been wanting to do is put, and she reaches behind her and she has both of her staves: the one that turns into the broom and the one that is the staff of the Magi. Um, And she says, we need to put these together. And the only way we can do it is with three skulls, wizard skulls, that I found and identified in the City of the Dead. And I need you to go get them. Where's that? It's here in Waterdeep. You know where it is. is Yes, yes, Diarna. yes, you're raising your hand. That's very appropriate, thank you. Why,
4: Why don't you just tie them together with string?
1: No, that's not because then they would just come undone. It's important because then the, the black staff has one staff. I can't walk around with two staffs tied together. It's just it's bad gross. practice.
3: Mm, I, don't, I don't understand I don't need a staff.
1: Are there I'm I'm hearing a lot of rumbling in this. Okay, okay. <laughs> Concerns, questions, concerns and questions. Is this Yes, Darren? Yes, raising your hand. Excellent.
4: Um, are the skulls inside people's heads right now. That's a good question.
1: No. Okay. More or less, I need you to go to the tomb of the Margasters. So the Margaster family, we went to their house, and that's where we killed Strahd, but that's neither here nor there. They have a bunch of wizards in their family. And so what I need you to do is go to their tomb, and then she takes out a piece of paper, and she draws what their tomb looks like. There's a little door, and I think there's, like, two little things. I don't know. It looks like this. You need to go. This—it's like a little pyramid, and they're all wizards. And so, what you need to do is you need to go into their tomb. And don't worry, I have. She like ruffles through her robes. I have a bunch of information on how you're going to be able to get in, but it's going to be complicated and dangerous. Yes, yes, Dara. Yes.
4: Will there be ghosts?
1: She thinks for a second. Also, a good question. I have done a lot of research, and I'm sending you during the day because we need to do the ritual tonight. When there's a full moon so i'm thinking that there won't be ghosts during the day that's my guess right
4: maybe if the tomb has a son
2: yeah
1: something that, like that no anyway i've researched this me. and i know what i'm talking about there's no ghosts mm-hmm. during the day that's what i've i think unless you're a barovia ah. we're not in barovia so it's fine so the first skull i need you to get is from one of this one's kind of an exiled margaster but i think it'll be fine their name is scratch scab margaster so they were turned into a were rat and later on they were buried next to the tomb so they have there's a little mound next to the tomb where this rare rat is buried and it's like the middle of the day so you might just have to like i don't know do a distraction and just dig it up so you need their skull
3: Rat skull, then,
1: right? Yeah, okay. well, Scratch Scab was a wizard, but they were turned to a were rat, so it's probably a were rat skull. Yeah. Rat skull, gotcha. Well, a were rat skull. Different, larger, much larger. Okay. That's just, gotcha. Critter, I know you want to find a rat skull, but oh. just it's bigger. I, I mean, I
3: have six in my pocket.
1: Yeah, I d- those were from the kitchen. Oh. Or were those from the pies? I don't remember. Uh, both. Anyway. So that's one of them. And that's outside the tomb, remember that. And it's going to be busy during the day. So there's going to be nobles walking around, people mourning and crying, their dead relatives and things like that. So you figure something out. The next two are inside of the tomb. So the tomb isn't that big. So you'll see a few branching hallways and things like that down below. But oh, also don't tell anyone about this because I'm pretty sure Dia thinks this is stealing and I'm pretty sure Evelyn thinks that this is desecration of a sacred site. And Paulton doesn't care. You can tell Paulton. But just oh, so you know, know... So
3: it's cool.
4: I tell yeah, Paul everything already.
1: Okay. When he's asleep or when he's awake?
4: Let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the last one, the last skull, or sorry, the second skull, not the last skull, I'm just confused. The second skull is from Lady Silva Margaster. She was an illusionist and a fashionista. So to get into her tomb, the door will be locked. But what you'll need to do is prove to her that you are fashionable enough, fashionable enough to get into the tomb. So I have this. And she holds up a bag. And it's all of the old clothes that were jarlaxles that came out of the bag of holding. So it's just a bunch of leather straps and, like, thongs and, like, fancy hats. And she's just <laughs> like, so you got to put these on to convince... So convince Silva that you are fashionable and that's how you'll get in. And then you just, you know, open the tomb and take her skull. Yes, Dirna.
4: I could also get my good dress from home.
1: And you you can do that, absolutely. But these are for Critter and Purlock, so please enjoy these. And she just dumps all of Jarlaxel's like <laughs> like harnesses on the ground. <laughs> Any questions?
3: Um, how does this work? And Critter puts a thong on his head.
1: Perfect. You're doing it great, Critter. Oh, good. All right, next. And the last one, and this one is very dangerous. This is Mr. Smellypaw Margaster. So he was a wizard that was polymorphed into, true polymorphed into a cat by a rival wizard, and he couldn't break the spell. But he ended up working, or ended up attempting to be a, a very, like, I don't know what happened, but the rumors are that he ended up being the cat of a very wealthy wealthy old lady and she left him everything so a lot of the Margaster's fortune comes from this Margaster, Mr. Smellypaw so you have to go find Mr. Smellypaw's tomb and bring him a fish as tribute to get into the tomb and then you'll be able to take his skull
3: Oh, I can get a fish, no problem
1: yep perfect, I'm sure there's one in the kitchen that's old or something or there's one in your pants maybe, I don't know
3: no, not, <laughs> not today, no
1: all right, that is your plan, destiny. I don't know. I have to stay here and get the ritual ready before the rest of the team comes back because if they find out I'm going to do this, it might explode part of the house again. So we just really need to get hurrying real fast. Is that all right? Strix. Yes. Yeah, you
2: look over and Perlock's wearing this gigantic like bolero hat. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the pile of clothes.
1: Good, perfect. Perlock, this is perfect. Yes, Deernit.
4: Before we go.
1: Yes. I got
2: you
4: something.
1: Uh-huh.
4: To mark the some number of months anniversary of us working here.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
4: Gina Hall like reaches into her coat and pulls out this big clump of hair and holds oh it to tricks.
1: She's like, thanks. what's that, this?
4: That's some of the Blackstaff's hair."
1: Ah! <laughs> where, where, "Why did you take her hair?"
4: She gave it to me.
1: I mean that's good. We'll just make a pie out of that later.
4: No, like... that's that's not for pies. That's for spells.
1: But I I don't want to I don't want to control the black staff. I want to be friends with her.
4: You don't need to con- use it to control her. You can use it as a conduit to enter her dreams. I
1: don't want to do it. Thank you, dear Dad. That's very thoughtful. And she just puts it in her robe. <laughs> you're you're. I'm glad that we're all friends and that we all work together. Even though sometimes I get a little scared uh yes,
2: there are many frightening things about working here
1: that's that's fair all right i'm gonna get this ritual ready you all go head to the city of the dead i believe in you and she like salutes
2: <laughs> or, like right. just scoops up the whole pile of clothes and starts leaving the room
1: yeah so, you know, you've now been left Strix is shuffling around. You hear her yelling and dropping things and knowing like, oh, don't need that in the other room. So, uh, yeah, it is now your turn, your time to navigate your way to the city of the dead how you see fit.
3: Uh, uh, Critter's going to go to a manhole cover. Hey, uh, I know a faster way over there and we can grab a fish along the way. Okay,
4: I'll meet you there, Critter.
3: But, you don't want to come down to the sewers? It's way faster.
4: It yeah, seems like a pretty on
3: pleasant it. day for a stroll down the street. Yeah, Ugh. day. He opens some and goes down. Okay,
1: so Critter Critter has a preordained path that he has taken many times through the sewers. I'm sure. Oh yeah, and is going to find a fish along the way. Um, let's see. Just I'm trying to think of a good way to like what kind of fish you're going to get. Uh, just roll. Just roll me a perception check to see. See how well you do fishing down there in the sewers. It's a summery day, so it's incredibly pungent down there today.
3: Uh, 17 perception.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. You find a nice, a nice, uh, possibly a large goldfish someone has flushed down their toilet uh, on this summery day. Maybe they thought they were dead, or maybe they are dead. I don't know. But you find a nice, think, large goldfish. I
3: think it's still alive, but he picks it up and smacks it against the wall a few times until it's not anymore.
1: Cool. No one likes that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it does.
1: All right. So you all make your way down the bustling streets of Waterdeep. Uh, there's bards playing and it's, it's, again, a beautiful summer day. The nobles are out fanning themselves in their large dresses and they don't, you know, they take a moment to stare at the elephant, large elephant man with the with the fancy hat walking down the street. Um, once you reach the city of the dead, you notice it's a big, massive cemetery full of. Marble and and stone monuments and graves and things like that, but there's a lot of people enjoying it, kind of park-like because it's so nice today. So now you've reached it. There's a there, gosh, there's just about someone on every corner, and so you have to go navigate your way to the Margaster's uh, tomb, so to speak.
4: On the way there, could Durney Hall just have swung by her place and got her good dress? Yes, absolutely. Because she's faster, because she's got a skateboard.
1: Yeah, yes, absolutely. All right, so you all meet at uh, one of the manhole covers, which you assume Critter will just scurry out of.
3: Pops out the goldfish. I got the fish.
1: Splendid.
2: I'm very proud of you. All
1: right, what do you do now?
2: Let's... Is easy enough have to find this mausoleum based on that rough no, draw? No, Strix,
1: Strix gave you a cruel... A, cruel, a crude yeah. drawing. So you've managed to find it, and so now you're outside of this pure, pyramidal, white marble monument with two little horns sticking out of it.
4: I think first things first is find that mound and get that whereat skull.
2: <laughs> I'm perplexed, busy himself like just putting on a random manner of clothing, so he's got like this. <laughs> this mauve like feather boa type thing that's got like some dangling uh like paws on the end of it and oh, then, like yeah suspenders that are a floral pattern
1: <laughs> perfect
2: just no fashion sense whatsoever but <laughs> give it a good shot
1: well you notice a uh, a noble couple uh walks by you arm in arm and, and the the man looks at you and goes oh good sir you look excellent and just continues
3: wow you really know a lot about fashion burlap yeah, didn't you hear that gentleman over there? He says, I look right. excellent. And
2: then you
1: hear, you hear his, his partner go, you're not wearing your glasses.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Locke, you certainly
4: are being, you are, you have crafted a very striking appearance for yourself.
2: Oh, thank you. That, that is great
4: to hear. It, it could use a little adjustment, though. I can help you with that, though.
2: Oh, I welcome your input.
4: She'll basically just, like, adjust things a bit so it all, like, makes sense. And then we'll use a manner of spells to make the colors not horribly clashing.
2: (laughs) Perlac is finely dressed, but in a gaudy way. Yeah.
1: I picture one of those, like, Renaissance, like, cravats. Like, a ruffly, like, yeah.
2: Yeah, way over the top.
1: Yeah. It's
4: like, you you did a good job expressing yourself, so I didn't want to change too many things, but I kind of just
2: sort of neatened it up a little bit. Yeah, he pulls it on. Yes, it's a quite the learning experience, I see. Mm. Hmm.
4: If only they were made to fit you.
1: <laughs> so why don't you all give me a perception check to see if you see uh, the mound of scratch, scab, margaster.
3: Did we bring shovels?
1: Dirty 20. You sure didn't. Nice. Nah.
3: <laughs> I got a dirty 20. All right.
1: What about you, per lock. Uh 13. All right. Dirna, you notice that on the right side of this mausoleum is definitely a large amount of rocks. And what you can see is what seems to be as small scraps of food, maybe left as some kind of tribute to whoever is buried there, littered around it. Um you did not bring any shovels and it is an incredibly busy day here in this uh in this this park slash um cemetery so m- digging around in this burial mound might look a little suspicious
4: okay so critter there's the pot mound you, yes. i think you would do the best at digging it up um deer now reaches your bag and pulls a kenku skull out Use this the beat on this to dig. Okay, I grab um, it and look at it. She takes out like another skull and puts down. it on his head.
3: Perfect.
4: This this will help you blend in, and Perlock and I will run to scratch the distraction.
3: Okay, perfect. I can't yeah. see anything through the skull, but <laughs> perfect. No, Just move it so it. you can
4: see through the eye holes.
3: <laughs> it's like yeah. awkward and hard for him to get over the right spot, and then gets caught on the song that's already oh over God. his head. <laughs> and he just keeps... Relax, going. got his hands at his hips and, like, is looking like this ridiculous
2: mannequin. <laughs> and how do you propose we pr- provide a distraction?
4: Do you know any particularly entertaining magics you could put on a show?
2: I I'm not an entertainer, really. No, but I... I appear to be I, I was turning heads earlier. It could just be uh strolling through and showing off the summer fashion.
1: You you hear suddenly as as Critter is trying to walk over to the bound, you hear, Oh my god, that dog is wearing a skull on its head. Look how cute it is. And you see a noble in a big frilly dress start to walk over to Critter. Come here, little boy, come here. Oh, I want to scratch you, you're so cute.
3: I look I look up at her and go. Yeah, I am fucking adorable.
1: And oh my is. god, it talks how sweet. And she Can you, can you give me a uh, um actually a strength athletics check to see <laughs> oh, if she yeah. grabs you. Probably. 9. <laughs> yeah, she picks you up. No, 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 i me down. been no, picked no. up by this Please noble chicken. lady. She looks very strong. She's like a, a, a large, you know, wide-shouldered lady in a, in a massive, flowy, flowy, like, green and brown dress. And she's just like, look at this. Li- oh, I think he's a pug. I love uh, pugs.
3: I, I, I'm not a pug. Put me down now. I need, I need oh, to die, oh,
4: dear. dead Hall drifts over on her board and is just, like, unhand my service animal?
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Can you, can you persuade her to?
4: Can I intimidate her?
1: Yes. she's like this couldn't possibly be a service animal this is a purebred
4: it's a purebred (laughs) service animal and if you do not put it down i will command him to bite you because i need him to connect me to the ground or else i will float away as you can see i'm floating
1: he's wearing such this adorable outfit look at this little. yes i dressed him like that All By the right, way, when, I got
4: a 21.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, she's she's just like, I am so sorry. This is clearly your your most valued bet. And she puts down Critter and she looks at you and says, I'm I'm sorry. Oh, and she just wanders off. You think she was drunk?
4: I think Dirna is very used to dealing with drunk
3: people at this point.
1: It's true. It's true. Um Critter, you're no longer awesome. grappled. That's
3: so good. <laughs> I go back to digging. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Um, yeah, it's pretty easy for you to move some of the rocks. As it starts getting deeper, you notice that, that the, the dirt's a little bit harder to dig through. So you're still, you're still doing your best. It's going to take a little bit longer, though, and you notice a few guards walking down the path towards you. So they're going to be there in about two minutes
3: uh thingy is being very inconspicuous he looks up sees the guards looks down looks back up the guards looks down and then just starts digging way faster <laughs> <laughs> like,
4: Can do you yeah. <laughs> the guards and intercept them
1: yeah yeah
2: it's
3: also heading straight towards
2: them so now there's the two of us all
1: right yeah you walk towards the t- the two guards um they're just talking amongst themselves. They're like, "Yeah, I don't know. I think Todd's an asshole sometimes. You know, it's just like, yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> you know, Todd."
1: Uh, the the guard looks up and she goes, "No, not really."
4: <laughs> um. Well, I mean, if he if he did, I would be very, I'd be happy to have any sort of information about him because he's sort of been like hitting on my friends and. And I don't really have like a judge of character on him, but he seems kind of like... and I want to know how worried I should be, you know?
1: This guard suddenly perks up and it's like, oh my god, he hits on everyone. What is wrong with him? Why is he always hitting on people? (laughs) And they're clearly ready for gossips or like, tell me everything you know.
4: Do you know? We'll engage in gossip, but since she doesn't actually know Todd, she's just going to mix (laughs) it secondhand things she's heard from the Waffle Crew, which a lot of. Things from Paulton mostly about him complaining about Todd and also just lies.
1: Okay, all right. So now we're sp- you're spreading all this these horrible lies about Todd to the city guard. <laughs> okay, what are what? Give me three lies. The most extreme lies you've told about Todd um, in this conversation while Critter is still digging furiously behind you with a skull.
4: He never wears underwear.
1: Oh my god, disgusting. Bareback. <laughs> Commando. That's right, Commando. He, uh... Hmm.
4: He never brushes his teeth. Ew. And... Why is Todd
1: so gross? Oh, is
2: this the Todd who eats the critter pies? Ugh, Ew, yeah. and
1: he eats crickets.
2: Yeah. He eats crickets. All right. All the while, Perlax put himself between the guards and the mound behind them, trying to use his bulk to Provide a medium amount of cover,
4: and uh, Duna's just being her charismatic self.
1: It's good. All right, so now you've told these lies to the city guard. Um, they seem pretty satisfied about this, and they, uh, they, they continue on walking. Are you going to just b- walk with them to block them from seeing Critter as they walk by the the tomb?
2: Yes.
4: And I'm going to walk on the other side so that they keep looking in my direction. And I'm going to start informing them about the wonderful bakery we work at and try to promote the business.
1: As as soon as you say that, you're like, the, the guard is like, oh, the one that blows up all the time?
4: Well, yes, but there is a good reason why it's still in business, despite that. The food is amazing.
1: I've never been there because I keep being told that some of the pies have crickets in them.
3: Only the best ones.
1: Who said that?
3: (laughs) No one.
4: No one. There is... we, We attempt to... Um, cater to a wide variety of clientele, as Waterdeep truly is the grand melting pot of Faerun.
1: Yeah, when you say that, the other guard perks up because of all of this sudden nationalism. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, yes, it's so true. It's the gem, the gem of the Sword Coast. Blah blah, and he just like starts going off on it about how how great Waterdeep is, and blah blah, and how it's got you know the yawning portal is just so iconic, and. Oh, my gosh.
4: And Ned just gives the other one a hand pie.
1: <laughs> Perfect. All right. Yeah, she will take that. And uh, by then, you've passed the tomb. And uh, they say, oh, have a wonderful day. Maybe we'll go to that uh, bakery one day. Maybe we'll stop by. You know, is it, is it currently intact? Do you know?
4: <clears throat> it is intact enough to not violate any of the Baker's Guild's codes.
1: Oh good. We have to keep on the uh, excellent the, the, per, the, the Baker's Guild. It's like you you know that the the bakery is not any sort of way okay with the Baker's Guild, nor has anyone talked to them. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, the guards continue on, critter, you're you're almost there. You're starting to find little bits and pieces of bone, so you're still you're still digging away. You find that the last few pieces are stuck in there really, really hard. So you might need to give me a strength check or ask for help.
3: Uh, strength checks aren't my strong suit. Uh, so I'm. I think I might. Uh, I think I'll take out uh, skewer his short sword and just start trying to like, like poke around it to try to like carve, carve it out. He doesn't actually know how to dig very well. <laughs> All so right. so maybe he can cut it like a pie.
1: Okay. I think that's well could that like that could still be a strength check, right? Or like a I guess actually give me a dexterity to see if you can like dinosaur bone kinda like Yeah exactly like the opening. Yeah.
3: Uh, that is a, a natural twenty.
1: Oh wow, yeah. So you you take your sword in there and you kinda you start picking around and you find the the perfect place to wedge the skull out and you pull out this like football sized wear rat skull. Uh, from from the inside of the dirt. Aha. Uh-huh.
3: I, I found it. It turns out, I don't even know if the guards are still there. <laughs> no, like well, they, they continued,
1: but you do notice that the, the noble woman who had picked you up is still kind of eyeing you from one of the other tombs towards the left, and she's just like, oh, he's so cute.
3: This makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> 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 I just take it over to Perlock and like, Hold it up to him, which is probably like what shin height. (laughs) I'll reach down and grab it, and it's probably that he's
2: like just palming it at this point. Hmm. Intriguing. Very well done.
4: Is that noble woman still around?
1: I mean, she's just watching from one of the other tubes, like just, just eyeballing Critter, thinking that. <laughs> that he's some breed of dog she's never seen before.
4: Can Dear Hall use awakened mind to stay say into her head? I think I left the stove on. Yes. Uh, she'll do, do that. that and try to like get her to leave.
1: All right. Yeah. She. She. She's like, oh, my, my biscuits, and she just like takes off running.
3: Biscuits.
1: yeah Ugh. Uh. So the noble woman has been dispatched. You've noticed that there's been a lull in people. Um, It's probably just about, I don't know what, Waterdeep doesn't call it noon or peak, but you know what I mean. Um, So it's starting to get later in the afternoon. Um, And you are now faced with this, this tomb and the door, which you haven't tried to open yet. (laughs)
2: That'll be interesting. That's a Uh, door. more. Yeah. Perlock, like again, just the most direct person will just reach for the handle and
3: try to pull it open.
1: <laughs> um, so the door is locked.
3: Mm. I got it. I'll try to try to pick the lock. All
1: right. Can I give help? I don't know if you can assist with lock picking unless you're uh,
2: proficient uh, per- in it. Per- Perlock's gonna uh, place a hand on him and cast guidance.
1: Oh, nice, cool. So that gives him oh, a bonus, a D4 right? Four
3: onto
2: it. Oh,
1: cool. Yeah, yeah.
3: Is that a uh, dex plus proficiency? Is that how per- lockpicking works?
1: Dex plus um,
4: proficiency.
1: Yeah, so it would be your, dex bon- your dexterity bonus, and then you, I think you get a few more since you're proficient in it. And then
4: an extra D4 from the guidance.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay, so with the guidance, it's 15 plus 7 is 22.
1: Nice. Yeah, you easily pick the lock to this, and it, it seems like it's... It obviously hasn't been opened in a very long time. So as soon as you hear hear it click, you can almost hear like an airlock kind of like as the air comes out of the tomb. Mm. Smells bad. Smells right. <laughs> yeah.
4: Mm, this is a very unfamiliar smell.
3: Really? Yes. Spend a lot of time in tombs. I think so. Huh. Well, the more you know, he pulls the door up a little bit, steps in.
4: Somehow, we'll cast dancing lights like away from us, like good hundred twenty feet away, so people are distracted, looking away from the tomb as we okay. go on in there.
1: All right, yeah. So, so you cast dancing lights somewhere out in the out in the cemetery, and you hear a few people scream, "Oh my God, it's a ghost!" <laughs> <laughs> they told me they are here in the daytime, and you hear like running. And uh, do you all sneak into the tomb?
3: Most definitely. Yep. Okay. All
1: right. You all make it inside the narrow, dusty-smelling corridor in the tomb and close the door behind you. It's now pitch black. And I believe uh, Critter and Dearna you can both see in dar- the dark. But Perlock you can't.
2: Yeah, I just I reach up and touch the hat and cast a light on it.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right. So your hat is now glowing.
4: You yes. should warn uh, people before lighting lights.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're And in front of you is just a descending staircase, from what you can see. There's torches on the wall that you could light if you want to, but it goes down probably a good 40 feet.
4: <laughs> do you guys mind if I do a thing? Uh, go right ahead. Deer Nahal will, um, using her hoverboard, just go down the stairs and, like, press the digitation all the torches on along the way. <laughs>
1: that's good yeah so as you go down the stairs are you searching um actually no i don't i don't need to do that I'm, i give me who's who's first i believe diana is first okay by a lot okay yeah. <laughs> all right so so it's diana um then who's next
3: i think credo will go next
1: okay
2: and yeah. perlock will take up the rear Okay. And as he's like, as they're going down the stairs now, seeing what she just did, he's going to murmur to uh, to Critter, "That is that was what I think they call radical." <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I believe that is indeed radical. That, that is the lingo. Is it correct? Uh, I think so. I hear these things in the sewers.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Tierna, can you give me a dexterity saving throw as you reach the bottom of the stairs? Yeah. <laughs> Uh 22. All right. As you reach the bottom of the stairs, you hear a trap set off. But because you saved, you're only going to take half damage from Let's this see. trap. Uh so the trap is fire, unfortunately. But it's uh it's just a fire arrow, so it kind of just comes out of the wall and just singes you, like <laughs> and sticks in the wall next to you. But now you know there's traps here. <laughs> ah, ah, traps.
4: And it hits her, so just goes into a spin and just does, like, a 360
1: sailfish. <laughs> All right, well, it doesn't do that much damage, so you're okay. It only does seven points of damage. <laughs> well, there's, now fire, there's now a fire arrow sticking in the wall.
3: Oh, as we go back, um, further, we'll pull it out of the wall. Ooh, free fire arrow.
1: It just disappears. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and your hands kind of singed. Ow. Well, there are traps,
4: so um, people with the best perception keep their the eyes out for traps, and then Critter can disarm them.
1: You feel like these, these um, might be... Um, I mean, since this, this tomb is so old, they definitely haven't been set off anytime recently, so you definitely need to stay alert. Um, so as you reach the bottom and all of the torches are lit now, you're faced with two separate paths. One goes left and one goes right.
4: Hall activates her Eldritch Sight and looks for magic.
1: Okay. Um, there is magic going down both pathways. Both at the end.
4: Which one looks more dangerous?
1: I mean, they're both magic-y, so whichever you feel is more dangerous.
4: Can you give me, like, a rough school of magic feel?
1: Yeah, the left is uh, illusion, and uh, the right is just general general magic. Like, just, you can tell that there's just something that's, like, probably trapped down on the right, but on the left is illusionary magic.
4: Okay, so that way is traps, that way is illusions. Which mm-hmm. one do you want, guys?
1: I like
3: illusions.
4: Okay. What about you, Perlock? You got any preference?
3: I
2: have no preference, but if Critter believes she enjoys illusions. I'd say we go left.
4: Okay, let's go. And to fit in, I will cast an illusion myself, and she'll use minor <laughs> illusion to like make it look like there are like bats flying around us.
1: Nice.
3: Critter's like jumping up, trying to grab them.
1: Sorry, ah, right, and
3: ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what's your what is your perception right now as you're going down this path? all of this? Um, yeah just give me just so i know what you're all, you're all staying staying alert 22 16. okay cool
3: best party ever
1: all right as you reach the end of this hallway you notice that there's another trap near the end um you can see a thin line in the in the in the stone near the bottom so you think it could be another arrow trap
3: We'll uh, scamper up to it and uh, investigate it and see if you can disarm such a thing. Uh, I have no idea how to disarm traps. Uh,
1: it's just a—I think it's sleight of hand.
3: Sleight of hand, that'd be yeah. great. Twenty-two.
1: Sweet, yeah, that's perfect. That's just enough. You managed to move the little trip wire to the side and keep it from activating the spell. And, uh, yeah, now you're allowed, going to continue on your way. As you reach the end of the hallway, um, you're faced with a what looks like just a large stone door. And on the outside, written in a scrollwork, it says Lady Silva Margaster.
2: Hmm. I believe this is who we were supposed to prove to be fashionable to. Oh, is that? Well.
4: Djerna Hall throws off her cloak and reveals her good dress.
3: Critter throws up his head belt. and reveals the thong over his head. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Jana has, like, this long, white, flowing ball gown and, like, a jacket over her shoulders with, like, a gold chain, keeping it from falling off. Nice.
2: swanky.
1: Yeah. Diana D- 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 looks good. His,
0: his
2: glowing bolero hat. <laughs> <laughs> at a slight angle at this point.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, all right. Um... Yeah, so you're just faced with this door, so whatever you want to do next, up to you.
4: Diana knocks on the door politely.
1: Uh, yeah, you receive no response. Uh, um, Diana, I, th-
3: I think everyone in this building is dead.
4: That doesn't mean that they can't answer a door.
3: Huh. Never thought about it that way.
4: Well... She'll she'll look over the door with her eldritch sight to see if there's any like magic traps on it first.
1: Uh, on this door, you don't you don't get any sense that there's any magic traps here.
4: Then she will try to open the door.
1: All right, yeah, you open the door. It creaks open into another larger open room, and in the center there is a mirror and nothing else. It's just a big domed kind of underground tomb with a mirror right in the center.
4: Are you one of those cursed mirrors?
1: The mirror does not respond. <laughs> mm,
4: not going to tell me your secrets, I. Eh? She's going to like shift up against the wall and sneak around the mirror so she she's not catching her own reflection in it, and try to get closer so she can inspect it better.
1: All right. Yeah, Dirna is now treating the mirror as if it were a sworn enemy. What are the rest of you doing? <laughs> like, uh, depending
2: on, on how this is ruled, DM, uh, Perlac does know how to cast Identify, although last time uh, Mr. Perkins ruled that it consumed the pearl worth 100 gold pieces. Uh, would Perlac have replenished that in the meantime, Yes, do you think? yeah,
1: of course. Okay. Yeah, you I have your, your read. Identify. Okay. Um, so you can cast Identify on this mirror, and um, other than it having some sort of enchantment on it, you can tell it's just a regular mirror. It doesn't have any magical properties other than... an. What you can, what you think, is just some kind of enchantment. Enchantment specific to this, to this task, which is being presented with a fashionable outfit.
4: Well, us elves are notoriously resistant to enchantment, so I vote that I will face this mirror
1: foe. All right. So you walk in front of the mirror.
2: Yes. We
3: believe in you. Uh, um, I'll cast guidance on her as I step away to let her do that. Okay. I'll go yeah. back out into a hall and watch the other direction just in case. She's, probably okay, so gonna, like, use, comes down.
4: she's also probably going to use like druid craft to give her like just the right amount of like billowing in the wind and some prestidigitation. So she's kind of like extra clean and thaumaturgy to make various bits glow.
1: Oh man. Can you like please just like catwalk up to the mirror too? Yes. <laughs> like sachet. All right. So, so Jirena's sachet is up to the mirror. Um, minor
4: looks, some music for herself. Yeah.
1: Looks, looks fashionable AF. Um, and you can see the, the surface of the mirror shimmer a bit. And you notice that as you're showing off this wonderful, fashionable outfit, um, you can see that it shows in the back, almost on, on near the wall where you don't see one. You actually see an inlet where it looks like the body of the, of the, um, of sil- Silva is rested, but you don't see it here. You see it in the mirror. The mirror also, in glowing letters, uh, you can see it appear at the top, says, Fresh AF.
4: I, I wink flirtatiously at the mirror.
1: The mirror swings.
4: <laughs> so, either the body is in that inlet over there, she says, pointing,
1: or it's inside the mirror. Yeah, well, when it's now, the mirror shimmers and now it's gone. And you look, as the two view Perlock and Critter, look, you can't see anything on the side of the wall. But you haven't, you haven't examined anything yet, so you're not sure.
4: Critter, haphazardly shove your hand in that space, expecting that there's an illusion there and that you'll reach through it.
3: Uh, Critter charges that space full force like a. <laughs> friends
1: <laughs> okay oh dear such a bad influence um <laughs> critter you i'm just like what should i what is this like a check or like is this is like a mess i don't know <laughs> i
3: don't know what it is but it's stupid
1: uh i guess give me uh, i don't know an i don't athletics? know like, i guess yeah an athletics check give me an athletic- We'll back back up they're talking to me. Okay. Yes. Oh, the board just reset. Okay, we should be back now. We're back. Okay, you should be able to hear us now. It was a ghost, even though they don't come out during the daytime. <laughs> oh. Um. All right, we're back. Technical difficulties aside, Critter was jumping through a, or into a wall. Um. So Critter rolled an eleven for his dexterity saving or not dexterity athletics check. And that's just enough to, as you jump towards this extremely solid object, you pass through it and then crash unceremoniously into a very decomposing skeleton <laughs> and are now just <laughs> in a bunch of bones in a small inlet in the wall.
4: Oh, dad, I'm very proud of you, Critter. Thank you. You're a very good employee.
2: I know. <laughs>
3: Is he invisible to us now?
1: He is. Yeah, he just it looks like he just went through the stone wall.
3: I uh, fish around and try to find the skull of this pile of bones. Don't forget
4: to also check the pockets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, this Scott, this this body is actually covered in quite a bit of jewelry and things like that. So it's it's and Strix didn't necessarily specifically inform you not to steal things. <laughs> She yep. probably should have, in retrospect. Now that you're I'm there, taking their
4: skulls.
1: Yeah, but yeah, he grabs
3: me. a skull and anything that looks shiny.
4: If you can get me like a ring or a necklace, his, I
3: would appreciate that. Just stuff in his pockets. Okay, he's got a lot of pockets. So all
1: right, so you stuff shiny. you stuff a few shiny baubles from this corpse into your pockets, and you find the skull vaguely attached to a spine so as you pick up the skull it's kind of attached to a spine it depends It'll on if
3: attached it. i think yeah
1: okay cool all right so you take the you, bring it you have it you do you do what you will now
2: relax back over by the mirror like tilting the head a little bit more and stepping back and posing
1: yeah the mirror is still saying things like fresh af and work it and other things <laughs> yeah it's very encouraging
4: can we take this mirror with us i like this mirror
1: that's up to you.
3: Critter uh, comes back through the wall holding a skull with a spine still attached and, like, uh, his pockets are with with jewelry. Oh, you got a free spine. Lucky. Yeah, I know, right? Did you I find
4: any, like, cool jewelry that might work with my outfit?
3: Oh, definitely. I throw a couple necklaces towards her.
4: I put them all on.
3: Bling! And then he continues uh, down the hallway just holding the skull.
1: Okay.
4: lock at you... the mirror. Let's go.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to get the mirror with you. Yeah. Uh, oh, the the mirror taking... is pretty big, but I, I don't think you would have a problem holding it, lock if you would take it.
2: Yeah, if you would like this, I, I suppose nobody will be missing it. It would be a
4: wonderful gift for um, the paladin one.
1: Oh, yes. yeah.
2: This, this seems quite up her alley.
1: It does. It'll go great with the emoji shield.
2: <laughs> Proluck like will try to lift it from the wall.
1: All right, yeah, it comes off. You can, t- you can take it with you. It is awkward to walk with a big mirror, but you're, you're tall and large enough to where it shouldn't be a problem.
2: Yeah. Should have it under an arm now. Yeah. Besides, it was probably
4: lonely down here anyway.
2: It's fair. It, it will do some good in the future now. All right, well, I suppose it's just the cat that's left.
4: Yep, who here's good with animals?
3: I'm great with animals.
4: I would like to roll insight.
1: <laughs> 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 I think that's a contested insight <laughs> between the critter if you're deceiving deer now or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, 15.
4: I got a nat one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You believe you believe him. He's great with animals. Fantastic. I mean,
4: you probably have a good rapport with him having lived in sewers, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I got a
3: pet shrimp. He loves me. That's true. Oh.
4: I have a familiar, but he's mad at me right now. Oh. He does not like that I am not following the Raven Queen anymore.
3: Well, you see, the trick is, when your pet starts acting up, you just eat them, and then you go get a new one.
4: (laughs) Jenna Hall summons this albino raven familiar, (laughs) and asks it, I'm told I'm supposed to eat you if you disagree with me.
1: I don't don't think your familiar likes that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So you need to agree with me, or else I have to eat you. I'm sorry, it's the rules.
1: I mean, they're your familiar, oh, yeah. so I mean, they have
3: to agree with you. That one looks delicious. May, may I?
4: No, his name's Hemeleg. Oh. She puts him on his head, or on her head. She puts him on her
1: head. Perfect. All right, I mean, I so you know say, how- I
3: Never get sick of it. That, it looks like make a good kebab. <laughs> Seems Kurt like strange been... advice.
1: Kurt has been serving some interesting things to the waffle crew. <laughs> But yeah, so all the to- torches are lit in the hallway. You can make your way back or do whatever you wish, so.
2: Let's go. Yes, I suppose off to find Mr. Smellypaw.
3: Is uh, Deerna, uh leading us again on the hoverboard down the hallway?
4: Well, at least back to where the fork was.
3: Okay.
4: I think she just goes like this and pushes herself off, so she's just, yeah, just totally. gliding in this pose. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Uh, so Dierna glides to the fork in the road, and uh, again, you're faced with the other one, which you can only assume is your next, your next quarry.
3: I detected magical
4: traps down here. So yes. Critter, you're up.
3: All right, I'm gonna start looking around for the traps.
1: All right, and I will give me, him guidance. Give me a perception oh. check for those traps.
4: And I will also give him guidance, just because I can, even though it won't
3: stack. <laughs>
1: That's nice, though. Perception?
3: Yeah. Five. <laughs> can you add the guidance. d4? Yep. <laughs> Oof. I, got, I rolled a three, got a one on the d4, and I have a plus one to perception.
1: All right, well, Critter sees no traps. That's and, all, all clear. <laughs> and That's Darna, go you hover, so you actually miss the trip line. So you go first, and Critter, you trip over both as you're trying to <laughs> search for traps. And... Two acid arrows come out of the wall at you. That is unfortunate. <laughs> so give me an, uh, another dexterity saving throw. Uh, yeah.
3: Uh, Thirteen.
1: I think that. Oh wait, is it Dex? Hold on. Let me see. Yeah. Okay. I think that's. Yeah. That's enough. So you're fine. You'll take half damage. So hold on. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Okay, so that's uh, eight damage.
3: Okay, and I'll use my reaction to cast absorb elements and only take Ooh. four damage.
1: Oh, that's fun. That. That's a spell I've never seen used before. And the next yeah. attack you do will deal an extra 1d6 acid damage. How fun.
3: Yeah, so I had, I attack the uh, place where the acid error came from to do acid that's damage cool. back to
1: it. <laughs> That's a cool ability. Is that a is that a rogue ability or is it? No, it's
3: a it's a spell. It's a <laughs> uh, level one, uh, like wizard spell.
1: Yeah, it's oh, that's cool. Of course, it's a wizard spell.
4: <laughs> um, wizards, um, arcane tricksters, and eldritch knights get it. Oh,
1: it's an arcane trickster. That's super cool. Neat. Hmm. I've never played an arcane trickster. Anyway, we're all learning new fun things. <laughs> yeah. um, that's really cool. All right, so acid arrows shoot. They miss critter and critter casts a cool spell. It's very impressive.
4: And then he hits Ow. the where the trap came from. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Just <laughs> poke it with a little bit of acid on the wall. It's like, yeah, Aha, take that wall. The wall's anyway, very I, I think I disarmed all the traps here, guys. It's okay.
1: There's like a hole being eaten through <laughs> your like clothes.
3: <laughs> Gonna need another patch in my jacket.
1: Alright, you continue down the path. Uh De'Aaron is still hovering and you reach a similar door to the other um tomb that you entered, but this one says Mr. Smellypaw Margaster written in scroll work on the front.
4: Darena knocks again. Just in case.
1: Yeah, you get you get a response.
4: Well, that means we gotta break in. Good.
1: Perhaps
2: just open the door. Perla reaches forward and just tries to open the door.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, the door opens easily. Ah. And as you, it swings open, you notice that this tomb is much different from the last one. The last one was so empty and stark. What you notice when you open this door is complete gold gilding all over the entire <laughs> entrance of this tomb. All over the walls are just covered in gold and jewels, just sparkling and shining. And in the center is a statue of a cat sitting on a golden pillow and holding one paw up. statue of a cat? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a golden statue of a a cat with ruby eyes.
4: Maybe the the corpse was bronzed.
1: It's possible.
4: Or golded.
1: Well, this is a very fancy tomb for, for... Mr. So, Smellypot, Margaster. will
3: say in cat. Because she would, hmm? Sorry, are we supposed to get the skull of mm-hmm. the cat? Yeah. Okay. Uh,
4: because of her Eldritch Invocation, Dierney always has Speak With Animals going, so she's just going to say in cat. Hello, cat. We are here to bring you to someplace nicer, so do not become an apparition and attack us, please.
1: Uh, you get no response but your party members hear you going meow, 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 meow.
4: (laughs) Meow, 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 meow,
2: meow. Does it look like there's any place in here where there might be an actual body of a cat, like in a, you know, canopic jar or a small...
1: Yeah, so the the gold cat is on top of what looks like it could be a tomb, something that could encase the actual body of the cat.
2: I might be careful about Moving that statue. I've heard stories of strange things happening when you move gold statues, but I believe we're supposed to be getting under, to underneath it.
4: But you know I'll what else they say about story. gold? St- hmm. You know what else they say about gold statues? They're made that. of gold. Mm.
1: By the way, you're still holding my- the mirror. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and gold is what money is made out of.
3: Oh, is that what money is? Yes. Oh, that makes a bit more sense, I guess.
4: Yeah, and then you can use this gold to purchase goods and or services.
3: I'm gonna scamper over to the gold statue, look around the base of it and see if it has any sort of indication of a pressure plate or anything like that on it.
1: Okay, uh, just give me a perception check or an investigation, whichever you feel like You're, you're investigating.
3: Investigation would be better, that's a 10.
1: Um, you don't notice any pressure plates, but you do notice that in front of the cat there is a what looks like a, a delicate gold plate,
3: like a like a like a dinner plate.
1: Yes. Hmm.
3: I might suggest that you leave an offering of fish
2: upon this plate.
3: Oh, the fish! That's right. I totally forgot. He takes out the goldfish and plops it on the plate. Thanks, Barlock. I was just going to end up eating that for a (laughs) snack, if you didn't remind me.
1: Uh, As as the fish touches this delicate gold plate worthy of any Fancy Feast commercial, (laughs) uh, the cat's paw lowers, and you notice that the statue itself raises up, and inside of this golden sort of... uh, like almost, yeah, like a canopic jar kind of thing. You see the, the dried remains of a cat skeleton.
3: Well, uh, there's a the skull. No reach in and grab it.
1: You just reach in and grab it? Oh, yeah.
4: Maybe you want to take a few other bones just in case she ends up needing more.
1: I mean, maybe
3: the spine will still be a dash. Uh, as you, this one. <laughs> I'm head, as, you, as
1: you pull the skull out, you hear, you hear what almost sounds like a cat hissing.
4: Can Dear Night Hall understand what that means?
1: Uh yeah, you can actually. Um, and you hear it say, You didn't wait for me to finish eating. It and wants, you notice it
4: wants to eat.
1: And you notice that in the corner of the room now, there is a massive spectral. Ghost cat, and I need you to roll initiative.
4: <laughs> I knew ghosts came out during the Crit- day.
3: Critter turns around, yeah, it goes, but they don't come out during the day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you now know that Strix has no idea when ghosts come out.
4: <laughs> Dear Hollows from the Shadow fell, so she was expecting this.
1: Yeah. All right, yeah, give me your 13. numbers 13 for Critter, 15 for Burlock. 15 for
4: Perlock. And 24 for De'arna Hall.
1: <laughs> you have to roll way better than we do, man. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> I have my lucky dice. <sighs> Clearly. Um, all right, well, the first to go is De'arna because you rolled a 24. So this ghost cat it looks like a larger version of a house cat. And you can see the he's actually wearing a little collar that says Mr. Smellypaw. Mm. But he's pissed. He's like... <sniffs>
4: Jiren Hall hisses back at him, pulls out a twig, and casts Witch Bolt. Okay. So she goes, and red lightning shoots <laughs> from her hands. <laughs> All right. And to hit, that is uh, 23 to hit.
1: That isn't definitely enough, yeah.
4: Yeah, so now I do 4d12 lightning damage.
1: Okay. That's a shitload of damage.
4: Yeah. Well, I have to cast all my spells at the next level because I'm a warlock. That's right. 17. 34. 34 damage.
1: All right. Um, yeah, so the cat... Let's see if they're immune to anything. Nope, they're not immune to Witch Bolts. Or no, nope. Is it thunder damage?
4: lightning damage
1: oh actually they are immune they are resistant to lightning damage so they take half of that
4: still it's a good spell and it looks cool
1: so you did 35 you said uh 34 34 okay so half of that all
4: right okay. 17 cool
1: all right okay so the ghost takes some damage in its spectral form and the, the lightning kind of, like, bounces off the weird gold gilding in this tomb and makes it, I don't know, it's kind of pretty. You know, as far as tomb robbing goes, like, this is a, this is a neat experience. <laughs> you definitely are not getting paid enough, though. Um, <laughs> next up is the ghost. So the ghost <laughs> is going to try and possess Critter.
3: As one
1: um, does. <laughs> so I need you to give me a charisma saving throw.
3: Oh, yeah, that's my worst suit. Oh, no.
1: Ten. Ten, that is not enough. So you see the cat dive into Critter. And Critter, you you now are uh, completely incapacitated, but you also just want to do cat things. So you're now possessed by a cat. Awesome. Yeah, so Critter just starts... Doing cat things. You're Play yourself as a cat. You are now a cat. Unless they can depossess you by a ghost.
3: <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah. Let's do it. And now you're just a cat. Is so you're actually... Be- uh, <laughs> you're out of initiative, but Critter is now a cat.
2: Oh. Huh. Well, I'd like to try something. Uh, Critter. Here, here Critter. And I'm going to raise my the symbol Rah. around my neck and, and try to cast Turn Undead and see if it, like, pushes this thing out of him.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that, yeah.
2: It's uh, like a DC 13 wisdom save.
1: Okay. Yeah, so roll. I guess the ghost would roll the, the wisdom save. Let's see.
2: Yeah, do some, like, Doctor Strange soul push out of the body kind of deal.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's see. So yeah, that's only a 10. So the so yeah, you depossess Critter. Suddenly, Critter, you're no longer a cat.
3: A critter was holding the skull with the spine still attached and like batting at the, the spine. And then it gets depossessed and then just keeps batting at the spine.
1: <laughs> that's good. And that was I was work? actually your turn as well, Perlock. So that was yeah. your turn. That's perfect. Um, so it was your turn in the initiative. So next up, Critter, it's your turn. Um, you were no longer a cat. has
3: depossessed you (laughs) well that was weird Uh, is is the cat ghost still there now that like it just sort of
1: the cat ghost has now pulled itself back out and it's kind of just sitting above its body just hissing with its little tackles up
3: Mm. does
2: it happen to be a cr one half or lower creature
1: (laughs) uh it is not no
2: okay
1: it is a bit I would
2: have destroyed it if it were
1: oh no no it's stronger than that but yes it would have you're correct it's it's a spookier stronger ghost <laughs>
3: uh i guess uh is it is it right up next to me or um is it sort of,
1: you're oh. all within about five feet of it so you're you're really close to it okay i'll yes, just
3: get out the move. and stab it Let's see if it works <laughs>
1: all right so you're gonna try and stab yeah stab uh
3: And I have advantage because I have pack tactics as a kobold. And I'm gonna cast green flame blade when I so that is a twenty.
1: Not natural. To hit? Yes. Oh yeah, that's plenty, yeah.
3: Okay. And green flame blade at this level, I'm gonna do a d8. Six plus four is ten damage, uh, four of which is fire, if that
1: matters. It does, yes. Okay.
3: And the rest is uh, uh, piercing, non-magical.
1: Yes, okay, so that's... So how much fire damage? Uh, Four. Okay, so it's going to take two of that. And then how much piercing? Uh, Six. Okay. Okay. So it's it's also immune to that, so it's going to take three. All right. So you did you did some damage, but it's it's a ghost, so... Yeah.
3: Oh, do I get sneak attack uh, uh, against a ghost, or is, is Undead immune to sneak attack in 5e? I can't remember.
1: I don't know. They, they shouldn't be, as long as there's
2: somebody else,
3: an enemy. And...
1: Yeah, as long as you have an ally within... Um,
3: all right, sorry, I'm going to roll sneak attack damage as well.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Which sneak attack, yeah.
3: 14... So you get attack damage, on top of the ten.
2: It's no longer turned
3: now.
1: All right. Okay. Cool. Which is still only fourteen. So it's like okay. All right. So you did. You did. You did a bunch of damage. It's still immune to a lot of it because um it's a ghosty. But it does look worse for the wear. It's kind of fading in and out of our earthly existence. Spooky. Um, <laughs> Take that, Okay. Oh, they're immune to piercing damage? I think, does that mean that they just don't take the damage?
3: Yeah, immune means no damage. Resist, oh. Uh.
1: Well, okay, so then it only took the fire damage. Okay, well, four damage. T- okay, yeah, okay. but you did, I mean, stab it, so. Oh. All right, mm-hmm. thank you, everyone. I'm bad at math. Okay. <laughs> um. Back up to Dierna. It's your turn. Right, so turn. is it
4: resistant or immune
1: to lightning? It is resistant to lightning.
4: Okay, well, then I will maintain my concentration on my Witch Bolt to do another 46 to it, or 412 to it automatically. Cool. Because Witch Bolt is a good spell.
1: It, yeah. 11, 2, 31,
4: 41 haft is, you know, 20, 21.
1: All right, 21, you said? Total. Total, okay.
4: Yeah. After the resistance.
1: Okay, yeah, this thing's, it's looking real bad. It is looking, but it is its turn. So let's see. I want to see.
4: I'm still hissing at it. You're
1: just still hissing at it?
4: <laughs> I'm trying to assert my dominance.
1: Um, all right, each of you, I need to do a wisdom saving throw. The cat's going to like hiss in a horrible, frightening way. I'm going to try and scare you.
2: Is this yeah, it's a fear effect? Yeah. Okay, I have advantage on those because he locks it on. Oh.
3: I got a five. I bet that succeeds. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-two.
4: I got a sixteen.
1: Um, okay. So Perlock and Dierna, you managed to evade this. Uh critter. Oh, critter. <laughs> um <laughs> So you're frightened, but you also age 10 years.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means for a kobold. Yeah, how long do kobolds live?
1: I don't know. But you've now aged 10 years. Maybe you're now just like, you're like a hunched older kobold.
3: It's uh, 25 instead of 15, so.
1: Okay. So you're now an older, old. you feel creakier. I don't know. <laughs> It's very confusing. Um, and you are frightened. So on your turn, you may do a saving a saving throw. Um, and the aging can be reversed with a greater restoration spell, but only within 24 hours of it occurring. So now you, you know that. <laughs> You're just going to come back older, <laughs> maybe wiser. Who knows? Um, let's see. Yeah, so that's the ghost's turn. Um, next up is Perlock.
2: Oh, we should probably leave. And he's going to cast Spiritual Weapon as a bonus action in the form of a just a giant uh, like cat toy, like sort of whip type <laughs> thing, and just like hit it. Nice. Spiritual Weapon.
3: Um.
2: Yeah, so that's, that's my spellcasting attack bonus. That's a twenty-four to hit.
1: Yeah, that is definitely enough.
2: That is only four. Uh, was it force damage? Yeah, force
1: damage. Um, are they immune to force? Let me see. This ghosty, this <laughs> spooky ghosty. The no, they're not. So they take they take all four damage oh my god they are really hurt
4: (laughs) spiritual weapon is a bonus action so you can still cast a cantrip yes
2: Yes. but I have no damaging cantrips so he will instead uh, just walk up and pull out a rolling pin and and just smack it (laughs) nice Uh, which is 15 to hit yeah it hits that is three bludgeoning damage
1: all right how do you kill the ghost with the rolling pin
2: <laughs> just like a, like a bad kitty like you're trying to like whack it with like a magazine kind of deal like it's like a.
1: <laughs> yeah you you whack this ghost and it's just like and just disappears and it's 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 you can see its ghosty essence go back into into its tomb and the lid kind of just slides back on real fast
3: Critter's still just screaming, running down the hallway.
1: <laughs> ah! Critter, your fear goes away as soon as the ghost is back in his tomb and you're just down the hallway.
3: Oh, now it doesn't seem so bad. But my <laughs> joints ache slightly more <laughs> than they used to. Do you yeah, still you... have the skulls, Critter?
1: Yes. Okay, good. All right, you, you vanquished all of your foes. Let's do whatever else you want in this tomb.
4: It was already dead.
3: Is it dead again? It's
4: been defeated.
3: I'll take it,
4: and I will take all its stuff. She like takes out a knife and like starts prying like gems out and stuff.
2: Relax, doing the thing where he's got his back turned on purpose. Where he's like, if I don't see them do that, it's (laughs) none of my concern.
1: (laughs) That's fair.
4: We need to reintroduce this uh, capital into the market.
2: But the the spiritual cat toy is still up and just, like, occasionally whipping.
4: So how many gems do I get? <laughs> um. Oh, gosh, let's see. How much stuff do I get, Holly? How much gold do I have? Okay, um, you get eight gems. eight
2: gems. Eight gems? <laughs> yeah.
1: Nice. You get eight gems of varying... Varying uh degrees of of riches.
2: This goes on long enough, Perlak's gonna set the mirror back down, propped up against the wall and and start like fiddling with his look again and posing while everybody else is busy doing stuff.
1: Yeah, it's taking a while. They're just looting the tomb. Things that Strix did not tell them to do. <laughs>
3: yeah. Just <laughs> doing like disco poses. pose, <laughs> legs, like looking in the mirror, like is my scales always that dark of green? I don't know. It's kind of weird.
1: Um, so the, yeah, the, the mirror is still giving you wonderful compliments. Um, it's still telling you, you look great. All those things. Um, you you, after looting the entire tomb, you get five more gems.
4: Ah, nice.
1: And, uh, I'm sure you've managed to take a couple of pieces of gold from the wall to just pocket those. Um, also kobolds can live to be 125, according to chat. So, um, critter, you just feel you feel like you're of drinking age now. <laughs> That's
3: true. Yeah. I think kobolds also like get adulthood a lot faster than humans. So it's yeah. like they're like a weird, like heavy on both ends of the spectrum.
1: That is interesting.
3: They just have a really long middle age period.
1: Yeah, exactly,
2: yeah.
3: He's starting to think about refinancing his mortgage. Yeah, he's thinking maybe he's going to buy a motorcycle. (laughs)
1: Yeah, he's thinking about buying a motorcycle. (laughs) Thinks that Darna's hoverboard's really cool.
3: Yeah, it wasn't cool before I came down here, but now it is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right, are you finished looting?
4: I think now I am, now that I've taken everything.
1: All right. So you have a fairly sized now like bag of loot with you (laughs) and a mirror Mm. and a bunch of skulls.
3: This may arouse suspicion. Strix is going to be so happy. Yeah, we got the skulls. And all this extra crap.
4: I I can hold on to that extra stuff for you.
3: Yeah, a fits. decent amount him of the jewelry, but he'll he'll keep a couple of a couple of smaller shiny things to himself. Grave robbers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Perlock's going to start heading back towards the the entrance and try to have a peek out to see if there's anybody nearby.
1: All right. <laughs> Um, Perlock, as you lead your crew down up or up the stairs to the top of the tomb, are you going to just crack open the door?
2: Yeah, and I'm going to, before I do that, cast Silence in the vicinity to try to make sure that there's as little suspicion aroused as possible.
1: All right. Um, so, yes. yeah, you, you do that, and as you crack open the door, right in front of the door are the two guards talking amongst each other. And as soon as you cast silence, they get they're like very confused, and now they're kind of talking to each other and looking around. And uh, give me a stealth check so to try and see if you can close the door fast enough. 18. Yeah, you do it. You close the door fast enough, the guards don't see you.
2: Then I will drop silence. (laughs) Okay.
1: And you hear them. You can hear them talking outside of the door. And you hear them yeah, say got the
2: big ear flat to the door,
1: <laughs> right? right they got Flat against the door. Um, and yeah, you hear them saying, yeah, this, you know, this, this lady said that there was a, there was a dog digging outside of here and they, they pulled some skull out and then, then she saw them go into the tomb, but I don't know. I don't see anyone around here. So, you know, maybe we should go get Todd. <laughs>
2: Uh, can I, if I hear this and I know where they are, cast calm emotions on the other side of the door to try to make them feel indifferent?
1: Uh, yeah, I think you can do that.
2: It's a DC 13 charisma save.
1: Okay, yeah, go ahead and do that. All right. Uh, One guard is suddenly very calm. The other guard doesn't react. So one guard's like, wow, I just am really, you know... I feel really good all of a sudden. I think I'm gonna just go home and take a nap. I'm like, what are you talking about? like th- there's the grave robbers in here. I know but I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> so you have this conversation going on. um so one guard you notice walks away, but the other guard is still guarding outside of the tomb, uh kind of checking the locks, noticing that the lock has been picked, and things like that.
4: You want me to distract them.
2: yes, dear I think this may be. <laughs> Your wheelhouse.
4: Hey, um Diorna wraps her cloak back around her, takes out her Shatterkai mask and puts it on. It's like really spooky looking. And she like uses various spells to just make her more billowy and ghost like. Ooh. Then she looks through the crack in the door and then uses Blessing of the Raven Queen to teleport out and okay. So for a round, she's all, like, translucent and ephemeral. And she appears out and turns around to look at the god and goes, Ooh, I am (laughs) a ghost and I don't like you standing around my
1: grave. (laughs) 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 Can you roll me an intimidation check?
3: Yes. While it's happening, it's like, uh, oh, we're dressing up again. And puts a phone back on his head. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Six, not uh, 26. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the guard looks at you and goes, ah, they come out during the daytime and they just take off running. <laughs> I, you don't think the water deep's finest is, uh, is put on graveyard duty.
3: <laughs> Nobody expects the daytime ghosts.
1: Yeah, you also notice that a few of the, uh, <laughs> a few of the nobles and things around you have also taken off running. So now might be your time to try and escape the tomb.
4: Okay, I'll
3: clear. The way we go. Push
1: through the door. All right, are you just going to run through the streets of Waterdeep with this bag of loot and mirror?
3: Oh, no, I'm going to run through the sewers of Waterdeep and encourage my probably too la- large Loxodon friends and try to go <laughs> into the manhole. Uh, I think he will still decline, uh, but we'll
2: like take off the, the 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 bundle of clothing and stuff and like put it on top of the mirror and start carrying it looking like he's like performing a moving service type deal like here's just some things from a production down the street of the local theater <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> okay give me a deception check to see if people are going to believe you as you walk down the street with this mirror and dear and I am guessing you're with him holding the the loot
4: Yes, but I'm doing rad skateboard tricks. Okay, people think we are part of some sort of production thing. Uh, Something.
2: It's a fifteen.
1: All right, that's that's enough to to convince the 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 people in the street that you are indeed doing a production of uh, whatever show you you wish. And Critter, you're you're fine in the sewers. Nothing comes up as you usually do. You He's you make your just way.
3: Just muttering to himself, I don't understand why nobody likes going through the sewers. It doesn't make any sense. It's far superior mode of transportation.
1: Yeah, it's fair. You smell terrible. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> And you make it back to Troll Skull Alley in front of the Waffle House with with no incidents.
2: That seemed almost too easy. Just just take the win.
1: (laughs) Are you going to go inside and show Strix the mirror, or are you going to keep that a secret?
2: (laughs) Oh, I will absolutely, like, present it and, like, oh, look at this
1: wonderful thing
2: that maybe something that Evelyn would enjoy.
4: Yeah, we got this for Evelyn. We had some extra time.
1: All right, so you go in. Strix greets you, as you walk into... The into the tap room Strix has closed all of the blinds and in the center there's a burning brazier of green fire and around it is a massive looks like what the designs on her staff in salt and flour on the ground done up and she's like don't step on it and then on each there's three different chairs and on each chair there's a different symbol and she looks at all of you and she says I need where's the skulls what is that mirror what is that
4: Critter has the skulls. We got this mirror for evil, and that's all you need to know.
3: Yeah, uh, I got a I got skull. I got another skull that has a bonus spine attached. Okay. Um, I can get extra credit <laughs> for the spine, yes. And then uh, I got the other one that's a rat skull.
1: Perfect. She just insight checked you, Deerna, and she did not roll well enough. So she's just like, all right, I believe you. So she doesn't notice any of the shit you stole.
4: I feel like this is a very common relationship for them.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. dynamic. Yeah, she's like, hey, I believe you. It's fine. Uh, all right, so each of you needs to put one of those skulls in the chairs. So who wants whose skull? Just put it in the chairs.
3: I vote cat. I toss, I call cat. toss her the cat yes. skull. I'll hold on to the one with the spine. Here, you get the rat skull and hand it to Burlock. All
1: right, I'm going to need you to hold on to all of these while I do the ritual. Are you fine with that? Am I might burn. I don't know if it's going to burn or not. Question.
4: Burn. Yes. Is this going to end us up with us being possessed?
1: No. Uh, okay. Maybe. Probably not.
3: I've already been possessed once today. It's really not that bad.
1: No. You're going to have to tell crazy. me about that later. No. Did you take anything else from the tomb? Yes. Of course. This, this mirror. Well, the mirror is weird. Strix oh, is going to go stand no. in front of it, and the mirror just says you. <laughs> She's like, this mirror is rude. Fade away. Well, we'll get rid of it later. It doesn't matter. Um, all right. So you all sit down in the chairs with the skulls and Strix runs off and she comes back and she has her two different staves. And she's like, you know what? I was thinking about where you said Deirdre and that was a good idea. And she takes this. St- she starts wrapping them and sticking them together with rope. Yeah,
4: hey, you got to make sure they're physically in contact so the magic takes easier.
1: Yeah, the it's perfect.
3: have just done that the whole time and said the whole skull thing.
1: The skull, you'll see what the skulls are for in a second. Stop complaining I and mean, go get yourself a snack. It's going to take me a second. Okay. And she's still like wrapping the the things together. And she's uh she runs back up to her panic room a few different times and comes back and she's got different bits and pieces, like a, an actual chicken foot, what looks like a pile of dirt, like some weird tongues. And she starts set, setting them in different places on this wheel on the ground is Looks like it doesn't make any sense, but maybe it does to her. I don't know. You're she's taking holding, notes. Yeah, she's holding both staves, and she sticks both staves into the burning brazier. It doesn't bother her because she's fire resistant. So she just sticks them down, and must, there must be sand in there that's burning. Just sticks them in there, and she's like, all right, we're almost ready, but we need some pies. So we need you to go get your favorite pies from the kitchen and bring them back.
4: And I have these human pies. And,
1: and I have the books. shrimp
4: and cricket pie.
1: Yeah, you get that one. Deerna, not the human pies we need. we need, Or your bread. Your bread's very good. Bring the bread.
2: Okay, I'll bring the bread. Oh, we may bring any baked goods? Yes. Perlock's going to go grab the uh, munt cake.
1: All right. Perlock, that one's sad, but that will do.
2: Yeah. going to cast Protection from Energy on himself and make him resistant to fire because he's a little bit nervous.
1: That's wise. That's very wise.
4: I, I could summon a demon but i don't think that would help no, don't
1: do that you <laughs> don't need that prop we don't need that right now um so you do all go get your pastries yep all right everyone goes and gets their pastries and comes back and uh <laughs> you have your skulls she's like doing a checklist everything's laid out all everyone right
4: familiar sit in the corner
1: yes that's fine that's fine you can yeah
4: OK, familiar just flies
1: away. All right, Ugh, should I take waffles out? No, waffles is fine. It's not going to be that big of an explosion, I don't think. Now, <laughs> uh, Perla, can been. you cast that spell on everyone here, maybe the protection from energy, or is that just on you?
2: Oh, this is its just something that I use when I work in the kitchen. I, I don't think I'm able to do it on more than one person at a time. All right,
1: just checking. All right, so she, she stands up. So there's four chairs. There's the three that you're sitting on. She stands up on the last chair. And she just, like, brings her hands together. And she's like, all right. I'm going to try and cast something on this. And if it works, then uh, they should be fused together. But it might explode. Oh, wait, hold on. She, like, gets off the chair, and she walks up to the door and casts Arcane Lock. <laughs> On the front door, and she's like, "Just in case anyone wants to come home or wants any pies, <laughs> this is fine." All right, yeah, are you ready? Just like
3: the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory.
1: All right, I need you all to stand on your chair and hold your pie and Wait. your skull. What? Why?
4: Goes go to the window and turns the sign around so it says "closed."
1: Okay. <laughs> good thinking. This is why I think you get paid. I don't know. Do you get paid? I don't know. I Do get
3: it? tipped a lot.
1: That's good. 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 Good.
3: I'll prepare the blown up sign.
2: uh, Does Perlach's chair support his weight?
1: Uh, Yes, yeah, you're standing on Strahd Von Cherovich. (laughs) Yeah, all right, so Strix then holds up her own pie, and you're each holding a skull and a pie, and she says, at the count of three, I'm going to need you to smash the pie and the skull together. Hmm. Are you ready?
2: I suppose.
1: All right, I hope this works. And she starts counting on, she says, one, two.
4: Wait, is it on three or or after three?
1: It's on three.
4: Okay, on three. So one, two, three. Yes. Okay.
1: Also, do you think this was grave robbing? I don't know if it was grave robbing or not. Maybe we'll talk about this later at our weekly meeting. Anyway. Definitely
3: involved a grave and robbing.
1: Well, all right, ready? It
3: was corpse repositioning.
1: That's fine. All right, one, two, all right, three. And you smash the skull and the the pies together. And you notice that they start to dissolve into what looks like burning more green flame that merges into the center brazier. And Strix is like, well, I guess we'll try the final thing and just cast Fireball on it. (laughs) So a massive Fireball erupts in the tap room, uh, You're all protected by the careful spell. Unfortunately, the windows in the tap room are not. So in a massive explosion of green fire, the front window is blown out of the tap room again. uh, The fire swirls all around you. Your familiar is protected as well, Dierna, don't worry. Um, And as it coalesces into the center, you notice that the fire swirls around the staff and both staffs fuse into one. So it must have worked, you think the rope disappears and sloughs off almost like a snake shedding its skin. And you can see it just sticking up in the center brazier. And it looks pretty much the same. It has the same crescent shape and the symbols and everything, but the, the staff itself is the staff of the, the staff of the Magi. So it's more sleek and neater looking. It has like a cool like um, taper up to the top of her staff, not just a stick that Strix found in the, uh, in Sigil, but uh, Strix is still holding the pie. It's on fire now. And she looks at the staff. She's like, I think it worked. Look at it, it's, it's one now. Unless the other one just exploded. I don't know, hold on. And she goes up and picks it up and she's examining and she's like, it worked, look, it worked. See, you did it, good job. The tap room is on fire. Oh, we should fix this.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna start, create or destroy water and just like have it rain and, and the parts that are on fire the most.
1: Sure. Wait, did you do us the whole time, Well Yes. Oh, I should have implemented that the last time the house was on fire.
4: We have a lot of abilities in our group that have not been utilized <laughs> by you, which have, would have been very useful at a
2: lot of times. But pretty much all of Perlock's spells were like kitchen-related.
1: <laughs> but you're so good at baking. That's what matters. Not to mention our grave
3: wrapping skills.
1: That's true. <laughs> All right, let's try and clean this up before everyone gets back, maybe.
4: May I add something to your staff?
1: Uh, I mean, sure. As long as it's, like, not more fire.
4: Janna takes out, like, a necklace that might, like, like, have, like, an arcane symbol because they were robbing wizards and just, like, ties yeah. it on the head of the staff. Like, there.
1: Oh, that looks nice. It's dangly.
4: Yeah. It's always nice to have, like, one dangly item in your yeah. ensemble.
1: Yeah, I agree. At, at one
2: point, while well, Perlock's putting out fires, he like immediately at one point looks startled and dashes out of the room to make sure that the hat that he found is still intact.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely. I'll cast light on it. Yeah, it's definitely still intact. Um, you hear a knock on the door. Uh, it's it. It's not frantic. It sounds like a questioning customer.
4: <laughs> I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, do you open? Do you turn the sign back from open, from closed to open?
4: Yes, and then I peek out the window as I do.
1: All right. Yeah. You it's see. You, you see just a, a a couple looking for their looking for a nice meal. They just look like a, a a little halfling couple expecting the wonderful pie shop that's been exploded like twenty times.
4: I slowly open the door and say, "Hello. Are you here to be evil? If no, you may enter."
1: And they're like, well, that's an interesting request, but yes, we're just here for pies.
4: Okay, well, I think most places should have a policy of no evil occurring on the premises. It's just good business practice.
1: That's fair. Um, But yeah, you usher them in. Um, Strix is gonna go get them some pies and settle them in while you put more of the fire out. Um, A few more customers come in and mill about. Um, (laughs) the, The house has one massive hole in the ceiling the windows are now blown out everything is charred um the brazier is still in the center strix comes in with a piece of wood and just puts it on top of the brazier and it's now a table so and she sets another customer on it um but she comes out she comes out and she kind of looks a little like she's still holding her staff and she just looks a little thoughtful and she says you know what I haven't praised you enough for helping me. You've really made this something special. And I think that the people here like coming here and they like what you make and they like what I make. And I think that's worth something. I think that you're good and I think this place is good.
4: Is it worth payment?
1: You're gonna to have to talk to Death about that, but I'm gonna pay you in something nicer. And she reaches into her robes and she pulls out a few different things, one for each of you. And uh she she looks at you, Dirna, and says, This is for you. I think you'd like it the most. It's a jar of ghoul tongues. And I wanna give it to you. And she hands it to you.
4: Dina snatches it. <laughs>
1: Careful, though. I think they wiggle around a little bit.
4: Um, Even better. This is the best day ever. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> and so she hands you that. Do you um, know
4: we'll give Strix a hug?
1: Oh, she responds in her awkward her awkward way. Um, and she's now going that we to.
4: exchange gifts and we are in a cup and we are now con- legally sisters.
1: Yay! Strix is like, I have a new grandma, but I'd like a new sister. My brother's awful.
4: Then I shall say are
1: important. <laughs>
4: She just like takes out a knife and like, where is your brother?
1: Oh, you don't, I think he's in the shadow fell. I don't know. Oh, we we'll like, one day. It's I'm fine.
4: I'm not going back there.
1: No, don't go back there. Um, she's going to, she's going to go up to a uh, critter and hand critter a, uh, oh my gosh. Oh, this is perfect. Critter. You're going to get a, <laughs> a pipe that, that, uh, Oh, no, no. She was going to get that purlock. I'm sorry. Critter, you're going to get a book of Barovian nursery rhymes. So she's going to hand it to you and say, Critter, I feel like you might have a better life if you become literate.
3: I mean, it might help. I actually can read, but I just don't much. But I like this book. Are there pictures? There are
1: plenty of pictures in it.
3: Oh, look at that picture.
1: Yeah, and she and she hands she hands him the book and and says, "Why do you look older that's That's really weird I got scared by a cat. It was a day ghost i but ghosts don't come out during the day. I thought we had that conversation.
3: They do. you just weren't listening. everybody to me. in that strange park thinks that they do come out during the day. That's for sure
4: oh. they they do come out during the day. You just weren't listening to me. I know all about ghosts.
1: That's, that's fair. Oh, one more thing. And she like reaches into her bag and she gives Critter her varnished basilisk's eye. If you don't want to read, you can just like chew on this.
3: Oh, he pops in his mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tried. You know, what can you do? Kobolds, right? Anyway, Perlock, for you, I have a very special thing that I once gave um, to... Who's the guy that had the Ring of Winter last I don't know, we killed him, and I took it off his body. But anyway, it's a pipe that, that's a little skull pipe that when you blow into it, it makes little skulls. You don't have to smoke anything. It's just like a novelty. But I figured that that would be fun, because where you come from, it's like all magic-y and stuff, right?
2: Yeah, indeed. And I'm, I'm touched that you would offer something with a personal touch to it. Thank you very much. You see his eyes get a little bit misty.
1: Aw, also, thank you for making the month cake. Every time I eat one, I feel extremely guilty.
3: Oh, is that the cake that you made out of Warrington
1: Munt? No, not out of. That's not,
3: oh, that's not maybe, what that is. Maybe that was just a dream I had that one time.
1: It's, it's only, it's just, it's nice. That's right, our Simber. That it was is a
3: anyway. a okay.
1: All I'm trying to say is that thank you for trusting me with your time and being here and making this something special for the people of Waterdeep. It's been a home and I haven't had a home in a really long time. And you all have made it feel like home. And I just want to thank you. And you should probably ask Dieth for at least a little bit of money.
3: Well, I don't really get money, but um, we want to thank you, Strix, Auntie Strix for you know letting us come here and learn how pies are made. I never knew such a thing as a pie could exist. And then I found this bakery.
4: And thank it's you for not selling me out to the Raven Queen. She would probably give you a lot of money for me.
1: Uh, we don't have a really good relationship with her. I met her and she was not really that nice, so...
4: Yeah, she's awful.
1: Yeah, I know that Paulton likes her, but, you know, a lot of people that Paulton likes, I don't really get along with.
4: I get along with <laughs> Paulton.
1: I get along with Paulton, but a lot of the people... Anyway regardless this has been a good place for all of us and in the future i hope that we can still continue to be a good place uh and she looks over and one of the tables that the guests are sitting on is on fire and she's just like maybe we can take care of that
4: that's the s'mores table now
2: create and destroy water so it's raining on them
1: I have a feeling that there's umbrellas underneath the table just for like these incidents. And one of the like patrons just sits there with an umbrella while it rains.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and while everybody's watching that, then Perlite turns aside and he's got this giant handkerchief. And you just hear this trumpeting sound as he blows his nose. Still. like <laughs> from, from being thought of.
1: Oh. And as the rain falls in the waffle house. And the coven continues to feed the hungry patrons of Waterdeep. A small home for the wayward creatures that live there will continue to fall apart until one day it will be rebuilt again. Uh, and that's where we'll stop.
3: Yay. Hey. Thank that you. Was great, Holly.
1: Yay. And thank you for being a part of the coven and enjoying all of these wonderful times with me. I hope you enjoyed your tiny dungeon crawl adventure into the tombs of Waterdeep.
3: Yeah, it was Absolutely. fantastic.
1: We got
4: so much
3: loot. We you did, did get a
1: lot of loot. Please don't tell Dia anything that you took. I don't <laughs> tell
3: Dia <Dieth laughs> anything. Yeah, probably wealthier than the Waffle Crew.
1: It's yeah. probably true. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> true. But, and, uh,
4: didn't Dierne take all the money herself? Yes. She he doesn't understand money.
1: Yes. He,
2: she, okay, yes, she you. did. Yes. Yeah, Perlock like, doesn't even care about it. He does like his the usual shopping, and then he's like, "I'm getting all this wonderful life experience. This is fantastic."
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna say, we put the mirror into uh, Evelyn's room, so the mirror is—or no, Evelyn's room is destroyed. So the mirror is now just in the tap room. It's just. You
2: reason on break. Perlock's like got the head on, just looking yeah. at himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the self affirmation mirror. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Is-
2: the uh, waffle crew's been rubbing off on him for sure.
1: Yeah, it's it is perfect. Um, all right. Well, if there's anything else you'd like to say about your characters, like what what do they continue doing after after this adventure? Are they still hanging out at the coven making pies or?
3: Oh yeah, say, I think Critter just keeps doing the same thing every day. Like he doesn't really have a concept of like future plans. It just life just sort of is one day at a time. So.
1: You know, now he has this this new uh, maturity about him.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Perlock's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's like, for him, this is like short term, but it's going to end up being like probably 15 years of like no ambition to move up, just like doing this menial job as like a learning experience kind of thing. So he'll pretty much do the same thing day in and day out for the next foreseeable future for sure.
1: Yeah, he's just trying to find his place in the world.
2: Yeah, just like learn yeah. a bit, a little bit before it goes back to uh, run the bed and breakfast back home.
1: It's lovely. What about mm-hmm. Tierna? She definitely still
4: works at, <clears throat> at the uh, bakery, but now that she also has seed money, she is also starting an independent hoverboard selling business. Perfect. Because she doesn't sleep, so she also has time to do crime.
1: Cool. <laughs> Can she give Jenks one of those hoverboards? Because I feel like Jenks would really like one. She.
4: She could give Jenks one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe Jenks really wants one, but she just continues to say no.
4: I, I think she would give it to him if she if Jenks let her teach him some magic.
1: Okay, that's like, fair. He would let her do that.
4: If You study enough, then you get the hoverboard. Right. And
2: you have to yeah, wear the, a
1: helmet. The hoverboard is just a floating disc, but just a skateboard. Yeah.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Also, yeah, besides like fashion and personality wise, the one way that the Waffle Crew has rubbed off on Perlock is that where all of his spells originally were like things having to do with fire and water and food, he now prepares every day mass healing word.
1: Oh, perfect. Yeah, that would that's really helpful, especially since the like fifth break-in by like five different criminal organizations.
2: <laughs> yes, it's it's changed his uh his morning routine somewhat, realizing, oh, I should probably like <laughs> Prepare for the worst.
1: Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Um, but yeah, so the coven continues unhindered until until the future. So why don't you all go through and tell everyone what exciting things you are doing in your life or if you want to promote anything or talk about anything, and go ahead and chat.
4: Well, at uh, PAX East, I am running two panels. One two on, panels? Yes. One on transgender narratives and tabletop gaming and the other on respectfully role-playing outside of your own identity. Uh, Both of those are on Friday, so if you're at PAX East, come check them out because they are not being streamed.
1: Oh, that's too bad. I was going to say, hopefully people can watch them. They're not being streamed. you got to go PAX.
4: I will try to record them, though, and get them up in some form somewhere.
1: Excellent, excellent.
2: If anybody here is into collectible card games and deck-building games in particular. There is a digital card game that I've been doing a lot of community moderation for called War of Omens. It just released on Steam finally about a month ago. So it's free to play entirely. You don't have to pay a dime to get anything in it. And it's pretty freaking fun.
1: That's awesome.
3: Yay. Uh, I don't really have anything to promote. Uh, I have a Twitter at BroBenChain. Uh, You can go to if you want to see my uh, pointless uh, opinions about things and what's happening in my D&D campaign. I mean, that's why we're all here. Yeah. (laughs) 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 That's about it, yeah.
1: Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. And uh, the Waffle Crew will be a PAX. Uh, PAX East we are going to have a show live show on Thursday I believe we also have a panel I think and our booth will be there as well we're gonna have pins and shirts and all kinds of fun merch for you guys if you want to come by and say hello Um, so that'll be really fun Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I think just PAX and then here not here but on my channel on twitch.tv slash commander holly in about a half hour I will be live with Kate Welch right next to me in person in my home Uh, streaming Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Um, So we will be going through some of the fun little Strix and Rosie B. Stinger campaign things for that. So it'll be fun, so come check it out. And uh, yes, Kika is now spamming that link to the the, uh, Dice Cam Reaction subreddit. Thank you, Kika. So if you want to come talk about this episode or future or past episodes, um, the episode at PAX is going to be DM'd by Kate. So that's going to be really fun because it's going to be a Rosie, cool. uh beasting or episode and a Kate DM episode. So we're all really excited, but yeah. And if you have any, anything you want to say, to the Chickenfoot foot and you can always tweet at them. And, uh, yeah. this was lovely again. Thank you all so much for being part of Strix's Strix's staff's adventures. And now she has a new staff that I have to make. So that's fun.
4: <laughs> Just giving yourself oh, some more work.
1: I know that's okay. Uh, I will eventually get around to it. But yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. And uh, we will see you all next time. I'm not sure how this works. I think Pelham just turns it off as we start waving. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all for watching. And thank you for spamming that link. And thank you to the coven for being here. And we love you all. and Take care of yourselves and drink water. Okay, bye. I'm going to keep waving. Uh, I'm going to keep waving.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting.